Three ways to invest in healthcare if you don't know anything about the science, because this is where the money is. Hi Fools, healthcare analyst Michael Douglas here, uh, and for Wednesday's healthcare edition of Where the Money Is, I'm here with Rule Breakers analyst Simon Erickson, a special guest, because we want to talk a little bit about the Rule Breakers healthcare portfolio and some exciting opportunities. But first, Simon. Welcome to the show. How's Thanks it going? Thanks for having me, Michael. It's doing doing really well today. Thank you. All right, fantastic. Had a good weekend and all? I did. It's finally still a little warmer before yeah. the snow starts falling <laughs> in the D.C. area, so we enjoyed it. Yeah, a mild summer. That makes me worried about uh, whether we're going to have a really cold winter. But anyway, all right, down to business. Uh, so the real big question, you know, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our watchers are, are generalists. You know, they're retail investors. They know a little bit about a lot of things. Um, and, and I know that healthcare can often be a little inaccessible to people. So what we want to do was kind of talk about how you can invest in healthcare if you don't really know much about healthcare. Um, and, 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 and let's face it, here's why you should invest in healthcare. In the U.S. alone, healthcare spending is $3 trillion per year and growing 16% of GDP. I mean, there's no doubt that there's a really big business case for this. Um, so the, the companies that we're looking at today, these three companies, they're looking to fundamentally shift how we do healthcare, the business of healthcare. Um, and, and to my mind, that really makes them rule breakers, is that they're really trying to kind of shift how that works. Um, and all of them have very much skilled business models and exciting growth opportunities. Ready? Let's go. All right. Let's start off with managing the drug makers. So listeners and viewers will know we've talked a lot about the expense and trouble and uncertainty of clinical trials for drugs. Uh, developing a new pharmaceutical drug can take 10, 15 years, cost over a billion dollars. I mean, it is an expensive proposition. And of course, even if you succeed in the, in the clinical trials, then there's commercialization, which is expensive, tricky, and very risky. And we've seen a lot of biotechs founder when commercialization didn't succeed. So we've got a stock that's looking to change that. It's called Viva Systems. So Simon, give us your elevator pitch what Viva Systems is, what it does. Yeah, so picking up on something that you said there, Michael, yeah. managing the drug makers. So imagine you're a pharmaceutical company right now. You're trying to, to, first of all, make a scientific discovery for a new drug. And then you actually, after you get through the FDA trials, you have to market the heck out of it while it's still under patent. Mm -hmm. It's a very hard process. And um, Viva Systems is a company that exists to make their customers, the pharmaceutical companies, more efficient. Mm -hmm. They've got uh, a suite of software products that are all in the cloud, all cloud-based software. But they manage two things. One, managing the FDA trials, make sure they're collecting data more efficiently and quicker, mm -hmm. and then also getting real-time sales data so that when you actually launch a drug, rather than just asking a sales guy in a doctor's office, hey, did you get the close or did you not? Right. It's more of real-time information that, that optimizes the marketing. Which will enable them to really be a lot faster and a lot more nimble as they're trying to kind of deal with these with these sales. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, and, and frankly, you know, it looks like it's paying off for them, right? I mean, you look at the customer count has doubled, uh, subscription revenue has quadrupled in the last two years, um, and, and the customers themselves are actually pretty impressive too. I mean, when we talk about rule breaker stocks, often these are kind of you know, new, exciting companies. They aren't necessarily always market proven, but in this case, you know, we've got Bayer, Eli Lilly, Merck, Novartis. Uh, you know, 33 of the 50 largest pharmaceutical companies are clients. I mean, wow, that is just a, a a sign that this is really a huge opportunity, I think. Yeah, and it's it's really nice because Viva doesn't have the binary risk of whether yeah. a drug makes it or doesn't make it because they've got so many clients. They've got, um, like you were talking about, the subscription revenue, mm -hmm. you know, up a factor of four over the last two years. That goes forward, too, because once you set up a new customer, they're paying monthly and yearly subscriptions. That goes forward. It costs less to maintain an existing customer. Yeah. We really like that revenue model, and that's one of the reasons it's a rule breaker right now. Yeah, and that doesn't make some kind of less of a roller coaster stock. Correct, you, yeah. You kind 
of know where things are going to be moving forward. Exactly. Um, so of course, one of the big opportunities, uh, and I'd say big risks for the stock, is the Salesforce relationships. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yep. So Viva was uh, founded by, uh, co-founded, I should say, uh -huh. by, by Peter Gassner, who is actually senior VP of technology at Salesforce.com. So he's taking uh, Salesforce, which is the largest customer relationship uh, management platform in the world today, mm -hmm. and he's, he said, you know, I think we can apply this specifically to the life sciences industry. He goes out, he founds Viva Systems, he actually works with Salesforce, signs a non-compete agreement so that he can have life sciences just for Viva, and then he has Salesforce doing a lot of the back-end processes to keep Viva's architecture up and running. So he's leveraged a lot of great connections and work that he's done in his past life, if you will. He's going full throttle now into life sciences. Well, and it's a it's a, a deal that should hold for a long time, right? I think 2025. Yep. They've re-signed so. the agreement through 2025. There is this is a partnership more right. than more than a competition. They're not competing against Salesforce in any way. I think they've got the right guy in the right chair for Fern and this company. It sounds like it. Of course, speaking of competition, there is definitely some. Uh, Viva CRM competes with offerings from Oracle, uh, and their Vault and Network offerings uh, compete with names most people have probably heard of, IMS Health and Microsoft. Heard of them before. <laughs> Particularly Microsoft, right? Um, but, you know, to some extent, it's interesting because you don't see anyone really seemingly competing across the full suite. What do you think of the competition? Yeah, I, I call all these competitors legacy systems. You know, it used to be kind of you'd go in and to manage these kind of workflows. You'd set up a system that would handle a process, and then it would get bigger, it'd get more complex. And before you know it, you've got a bureaucratic nightmare on your, on your, on your hands of right. updating and adding people and all this stuff. And I think that's one of the reasons we like Viva is because they've now come with an all-in-one solution. It's up in the cloud. It's very easy to upgrade this kind of stuff. And it gets away from a lot of the headaches that a lot of those older providers were, were filling. Yeah. All right. And, and so, again, for folks, that's Viva Systems, ticker VEEV. -E so next, our next stock, managing the doctor's office. Let's talk about Athena Health. And the ticker there is ATHN. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a shareholder. So, oh, of course, you, you know that I'm excited about the company. But let's start with, again, a quick rundown of what Athena does. Yeah, so this is a company that's working on a lot of paperless, a lot of paper processes, mm -hmm. making them paperless, also bringing them up into the cloud. This is stuff like electronic health records, yeah. billing, referrals, stuff like this that used to be very manual. Uh, you can actually get the error rate on that down a lot, and as well as the amount of time down a lot, if you put a lot of that into uh, kind of an all-in-one um, system. And they've got about 55,000 providers, largely smaller healthcare practices signed up that are using their products right now. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's, I think it's a really transformative opportunity. I mean, uh, particularly for those smaller providers, which tend to be very much paper-based. They don't have the, the capital for, you know, big new systems. Um, and, you know, they've got good market share there. And it looks like there's a lot of cross-selling opportunity. Sort of you get them in on one, and then you kind of get them in on some of these other service lines that they have. Yes, absolutely agree. And, you know, they're working, too. One of the other things, Michael, that we saw is just a couple years ago, they showed that they're really making these smaller practices more efficient. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of healthcare practices, a doctor's offices, are losing money in the country right now. Mm -hmm. And they did a study a couple years ago that said that there was a 9% improvement in cash collections and a reduction in 37% of the average amount of time to get paid. So if you're a smaller healthcare practice, you know, this is the lifeblood blood of your industry, and we think that Athena is actually adding a lot of value there. That's fantastic. Well, especially when we think about, you know, Medicare reimbursement particularly has really slowed down for a lot of folks and has been a real problem, difficulty for providers sort of on a cash flow basis. So really exciting to see that there are companies which have this opportunity to kind of improve and 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 speed up yep. some of this this cash collection. Um, and you know we're seeing that strength I think as well in their 97% client retention rate. I mean you don't see that really often in subscription services. Switching costs. 97% yeah. client retention to me seems that once you get these guys set up they've got something that works. So that's a switching cost. I really like to see that too. Absolutely. Alright so let's talk about tailwinds. Yep. Um, what's your favorite? There's a lot of them. I mean, you know, there's a lot of government favorable um, 
policy for right. electronic health care records out there. We saw in the High Tech Act, right. you know, you've got Obamacare that's, that's really helpful this too. But I think that there's just the end game makes a lot of sense to mm -hmm. just bring this into the cloud. You know, this is something that's more efficient. It's a, you know, less, less error prone. I think that a lot of the stuff that they're doing out there is making sense. I think a lot of small practices continue to adopt Athena's solutions. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense as well because the government's like, hey, listen, we'll, we will fund you <laughs> moving over to, you know, from paper for some of these things. It makes it a lot easier. And yeah. then also will reduce your reimbursement if you don't after a certain period of time. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so good to see that that's, that's working. Um, let's talk headwinds then, of course competition. And Athena is kind of the David among the Goliaths here, right? I mean, you've got Cerner, Allscripts, Epic, all much bigger, uh, but not necessarily fighting in all the same markets. You know, you see Athena Health uh, earned the best in class for overall software vendor and overall physician practice vendor in the 1 to 10 and 11 to 75 physician segments um, from class ratings. So while Epic seems to really be winning kind of at the top end of that market, you know, with these big practices, Athena Health seems to have carved out a nice little spot for itself among these smaller practices. It's hard to be all things to all people. Yeah. I mean, if you're going into a really big healthcare hospital system and mm -hmm. stuff like and trying to manage all of that for that one customer, that's a different customer than yeah. somebody that's much smaller that's just trying to you know, get paid in a reasonable amount of time. Right. So I think that there's a place for both of those, mm -hmm. even with the competitors that you name. I think that there's, this is a big enough industry um, that both of those could win. A lot of them are actually integrating with each other too. Right. Like Cerner and Athena are actually integrating several of their products to work for, sm for smaller practices as well as the larger practices. So I, I do think there's competition, but I think there's plenty of room in this pond for both to play. Smart move. All right, sounds good. So finally, let's talk about, I don't know, I'd say probably the broadest play in healthcare, managing healthcare costs. I mean, talk about big stuff. So Catamaran. Uh, now, it, first off, what a growth company. This is a, a PBM. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But, you know, I just want to really highlight this number. Top line growth, and I didn't believe this when you, for, when you first told me. We had to check it. Uh, growth from $50 million in revenue to $20 billion in eight years. Just absolutely, wow. Yeah, I know, absolutely <laughs> incredible. So, so first off, let's talk about Catamaran's business model. I'll explain what a PBM is for, for our listeners. Okay, PBM is a pharmacy benefit manager. Right. Uh, this is, the, as you said, the healthcare system is incredibly complex right mm -hmm. now. You started a pharmaceutical company making the drugs. Mm -hmm. Then you've got, uh, at the other end of it, an insurance company covering people to get you know, prescription drugs. And then you've got also pharmacies that are distributing those drugs. And kind of in the middle of those three is a PBM. They're the mm -hmm. traffic cops of the industry that mandate the pricing that you're buying drugs for, managing what's gonna be on an insured covers list, and then also where they're gonna be distributed. So they're playing an increasingly important role in a very complicated healthcare system. Yeah, I like it. And now, of course, there are a number of PBMs. Um, Catamaran is actually number four. Uh, you've also got uh, Express Scripts, uh, United Health Group's Optum Unit and CVS Caremark, which some of you may have heard of before. Um, let's talk about competitive advantages, because each of these kind of has their own thing that they do. What do you like about Catamaran? Catamaran, as they were growing up, yeah. from being a $50 million <laughs> company, a $20 billion company, always had the best-in-class technology platform. Mm -hmm. They had the best tech in the industry. They could keep track of a zillion different processes going on at the same time. Yeah. And to complement that, they had a business model that was largely transparent, mm -hmm. or pass-through as we call it, too. This is where an insurance network would get the same price that the PBM is negotiating with the pharmacy company, with the pharmaceutical companies themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they're just taking a fixed price per transaction. Doesn't matter if the drug's $100 or $20, they're still gonna just be taking a fixed price per. That's a little different than what most of the industry operates under, which is the spread, where there's a different price between the two of those. But because Catamaran had you know, this, this platform to build it out like that, they were able to profitably serve a whole new customer group. 
And one of the things that we like about that too is when you do have these smaller players, you know, mm -hmm. you've got uh, maybe workers' comps claims, other other messy healthcare claims as people call them. Right. These aren't incredibly profitable, but when you're able to go in there with a fixed model like this, it's fully transparent. It saves your customer a lot of money, and it actually makes you a lot of money as a PBM. So it's win-win. Yeah, no, that that makes sense, and they have kind of been playing in, in different markets than a lot of the other uh, the other big PBMs. Um, and it's interesting actually when you mention transparency. I think that's really actually important because we think about Express Scripts. And and kind of some of these others, eventually their clients are going to be like, okay, but seriously, what are you getting it for? Right. Uh, and, and that is when we're going to see significant margin per, um, um, cutting down, basically, where or compression. Uh, whereas, you know, there's the opportunity here with Catamaran to kind of keep that and because people know what they're paying coming in. And now that they're scaling, you know, they're the yeah. fourth largest PBM in the industry now, I think they're get, kind of getting the best of both worlds. They can mm -hmm. probably sm serve smaller customers like they have traditionally done, but they're also getting some really big contracts out there, too. So they're playing with the big boys now, and that's even better to see. Yeah, Cigna, of course, exactly. the, the, the big one. So, and let's talk about scale a little bit. I mean, Catamaran is the, the fourth largest, as I mentioned, and scale does matter in this because you're negotiating prices with these big drug makers. And it matters if you have, let's say, uh, 100 million members as opposed to 25 million members because the drug maker, it's a lot harder for them to walk away from those 100 million people who could be using, or at whatever percentage of those could be using the drug as opposed to 25 million. Um, what do you think are Catamaran's opportunities to really kind of achieve better scale? Yeah, so you mentioned Cigna. You know, that was that was something they, they agreed upon for a 10-year uh, strategic partnership. You know, they're going to be exclusively working with them. And if you get, you know, millions of people that are insured, over time, you start learning about that population. You can do some disease management. You've got more and more data flowing in about what prescriptions people are filling, you know, who's in the insured network and stuff like that. You get better at it. Yeah. You know, and so you're providing more value the longer you're there with, it, with them. And... Uh, you know, this is something that the catamaran's not only going to see its margins improve, but it's also, you know, bringing more value to their customer, too. Mm -hmm. So you see some of these big networks, you know, like you talk about Cigna. Um, I think that as they start signing these, these bigger deals, they're, they're really going to prove that their model is working very well in the industry. Sure. Well, and with the M&A that they have not been, not been shy about doing, yep. certainly there's more opportunity there. And they've been very upfront about that, that they're going to continue looking for bolt-on acquisitions to really help grow that footprint further. You're a small um, insurance network or you're a small group and, you know, you get into a, a platform that's as big as Catamaran's mm -hmm. is, all of a sudden you have a whole lot more options and a much more efficient platform you do a ride for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so let's talk a little bit about kind of some of these big picture uh, benefits for PBMs. Uh, you know, one of the issues is there's been a lot of concern in healthcare about spending on specialty drugs. Um, and, you know, they're expensive, they're an increasing share of the healthcare pie. Uh, a lot of these are for diseases where there are a lot of comorbidities like diabetes. Um, you know, you've also got multiple sclerosis, hepatitis C, um, have really been areas of, of, of significant drug spend. Um, how is Catamaran differentiating itself in specialty? Yeah, so they've got their own uh, specialty retail pharmacy that, mm -hmm. that addresses stuff like that. If, if it's not something that's, that's so easy to just do a mail order pharmacy or something simply right. to fill, uh, they've got you know a specialty pharmacy that handles that. Again, uh, again back to the data. What it, what, why would they do something like that? They want to know more about these diseases, make it even more efficient for them. And like you point out, I mean, specialty drug spend, I think, is, is the highest growing mm -hmm. uh, part of the pharmaceutical industry right now. So I think it's smart of them to capture that separately and, you know, again, take it from a technology play. Totally. Well, and, and thinking about, again, sort of in the big picture for PBMs, one of the really, I think, exciting things for them has been the Affordable Care Act because you've got a lot more people insured. Those are people who are then, you know, coming into drug formularies, and there's opportunity to go ahead and capture some of that 
uh, healthcare spending on the pharmacy side. Um, and, and something that I found really interesting about Catamaran actually is they have uh, about 50% market share in the co-ops, which the Affordable Care Act basically put out this, uh, put out loans for these healthcare, co uh, health insurance co-ops to pop up around the various states. They are member-owned, they're not-for-profit, and they are uh, making things very difficult for the insurers in some states. I know in uh, Maine, for example, they captured a, a pretty dominant market share. Um, so I think that's a really exciting opportunity for Catamaran if those co-ops keep basically doing a really good job in expanding. Especially if you're saving money on the on the on yeah. the whole way too. You know, if you've got transparent pricing model like Catamaran does, you kind of know what your savings would yeah. be for switching over to PBM like that. So I agree, that's a great opportunity for them right now. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. So again, three three healthcare stocks for people who don't know healthcare necessarily. Um, now these are just three picks from Rule Breakers, the Rule Breakers team. Uh, feel free to check them out at RuleBreakers.fool.com. Uh, this is you can basically test drive uh, their. Uh, the newsletter and the picks for 30 days, free of charge, no obligation. Uh, it's a really good service. It's one that I'm really excited about. I actually invest a lot alongside the world. Uh, you know, Athena Health being the classic example, but also other picks of theirs that have really just been fantastic. It's outperformed the market over its entire time. So it's a really exciting opportunity. Um, Fools, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, please check back into Market Checkup tomorrow. Uh, that'll be Thursday's uh, Energy Edition. Uh, come back to Fool.com for all your healthcare and other investing needs. And full on.